Yo, 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 what's going on? This is Jersey Drake. Hi, this is Rihanna. Hey, what's up? This is Ludacris. What's up, y'all? This is Nicki Minaj. You're, you're rocking with the best promo kings radio podcast with, with, with Trey Styles. What's up, y'all? My name is Mitch Sheila Nicole from Oak Cliff, Texas, and right now you're listening to Promo Kings Radio Podcast with the one and only Trey Styles. Well, yeah, living too fast now, need to slow down. Baby, just slow down, need to chill out. Baby, just chill out, come puff and go past this before you go pass out, uh-huh. Well, yeah, living too fast now, need to slow down. Baby, just slow down, need to chill out. Baby, just chill out, come puff and go past this before you go pass out, uh-huh. One, two, one, two. It's your man, Trey Styles, your favorite promoter's favorite promoter. You know what this is. This is Promo Kings Radio Podcast. I'm always bringing guests on my show to kick it with me. There's so much talent in the world, and I feel I got the platform to introduce all kind of artists that got that heat. I got the beautiful Shayla Nicole on the line right now. What's going on, Ma? How you? What's up? What's up? I'm doing good. How are you? Nah, you sent me some fire. I'm definitely rocking. You bringing real hip-hop back, and I salute you. you for that. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it, for real. Where, let's get into it. Where you from? So, I am from Dallas, Oak Cliff, Texas, born and raised. So, you say it's, it's called Dallas Oak, Oak Cliff? I'm from, I'm from Dallas, and the section of Dallas I'm from is called uh, Oak Cliff. I just, seen, I just seen that. That's where... Um, Bootsy was just shot at. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, I I don't know how I remember that. I was reading something that say Oak Cliff, and I'm like, I never heard of that shit before. And right when you just said it, just again, I was like, yeah, that's exactly what that. What, what part of that is that's like in the city? Like, where's that? Like, like where's that area located at? So, Oak Cliff, first of all, Oak Cliff is huge. Oak Cliff used to be its own city, like, way, way back in the day. But Oak Cliff is, I want to say, like, 30 minutes away from downtown Dallas. Okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we, I guess you could say we inner city. Okay. 
Dope, dope. Like, so when I, that's why I like, damn, like, how the fuck, what's going on with, I mean, right now, it's like Dallas is on fire. Like, the boy MO3 and got killed and murdered out there. Then um, another rapper um, from Griselda, I don't know if you follow the Griselda family, but um, Benny the Butcher, from that, yeah. from yeah, he was shot out. There. I'm like, so I mean, what's the temperature going on out there? Is this like, is this like a lot of wildness going on? I mean, this shit is crazy. I don't know, and you know what? That's a good question. I just feel like it's quarantine. People losing their damn mind. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. We were good during the summertime. Yeah, like, that's why I'm like, out of, all of a sudden, it's like damn, like every like couple of days. I don't know. I stay my ass in the house. I tell you that. Because <laughs> uh-uh. the situation, I think it might be a, a, those two situations. I, I think the Bootsy situation was connected with the MO3. And then the one with Benny the Butcher, they say they tried to, he was at a Walmart or something out there. And they tried to rob him. And they, you know what I'm saying? They, they did a robbery on him. Know what I mean? So it's, it's, oh, it's crazy. I know they tried to, they robbed a dentist. Oh, what? Like yeah, did, like they went into was, the dentist's office and stuck. I mean, and stuck up the dentist. Like the dentist, he was going somewhere, like just randomly going somewhere, oh. and they shot up his car. I think that's what it is. And I was just like, "Damn, the dentist!" Yeah, that's crazy. You know, like, yeah, that's <laughs> crazy. Shit, how long you been making music? You know, in the music scene. Started taking music seriously back in 2017. Um, I was a freshman in college at that time. I originally didn't want to do it because at that time, um, female rap was becoming really huge, and it mm-hmm. seemed like every female rapper was coming out of the woodworks. You know what I'm saying? And I was so stuck on the fact. I was like, you know what? I really don't want to do everything that everybody else is doing right now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I got a different look and I got a different sound to me. And I was just like, I don't even know if people going to rock with it. But eventually, um, I made up in my mind to do it because it's like, you know what? Nobody else can carry my thoughts the way that I do. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Nobody else can have the pen game that I have. It, you know, it is what it is. So I'm either going to do this my way or let my talents go to waste. And I'll be damned if I do that. So, Shit. How, so in your area that you're from, how big is the music scene out there? So in Dallas, I want to say around the same time that I really started to take music seriously is when I feel like we really started going up in our music scene here in Dallas um, because, you know, we also, we have that are from here. Um, around that time is when I felt like they were really starting to take off in their career and that's when everybody's eyes were kind of here, not just on Dallas, but in Texas in general. But Texas been, Valley. but not to cut you off, but Texas been on the map due to rap a lot and also in Jay Prince and the Ghetto Boys and like, it's, I mean, like Paul Wall, I worked all those records. I worked um, projects through Suave House. You know what I'm saying? I worked, and then I, I got the chance to work the Mike Jones project, the Paul Wall project, the Kiki. Um, you know what I'm saying? I ain't really, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't around uh, for the DJ Screw and the Chopped and Screw area. But I mean, they, I mean, y'all got a long history coming out of that area. And yeah, and see that specifically in Houston, I feel like in Dallas, I feel like once kind of Young Beezy took off in Asian Dog because, you know, she's a female. And everybody's like, oh, she, you know, baby, Dallas got something well, going on. And, and Megan, right? And, Meg, and Megan, Megan's from um um from Dallas, right? Or Megan's no, from Megan, Houston? Megan's from Houston. I was, oh, okay. I was bringing her up because I feel like just Texas in general that kind of brought everyone else's eyes back towards Texas. Yeah, I was um, proud of Megan. I'm like, damn, Shorty's from out from Texas like that. I, know. I mean, yes. like, and just and and she wasn't jumping on the scene, just spitting like bubblegum rap. Like, if you really right. listen, you like, oh shit, she can really. And then I heard some freestyle shit. I'm like, oh, she can go with the best of them, but. A lot of people they see her and they and they see the sexy uh her more of a sexual chick and then kind of like a lot of times you get dismissed like ah oh, nah you ain't gonna spit like that but you got your but 
But if a lot of people take it back to the past, you had your Kim was super sexy, you know what I mean? Like like very Yeah, and could spit and you had your Foxy, you know what I mean, that would that would get real sexy and, and nasty with it but still could spit. So right. I mean she just another version of that. Yeah, she can. She can like I never want question making ability to rap. I know some people had it's like, no, this girl can really spit. <laughs> coming you know up in coming up around that area, did you know that she was gonna get to that level? Did you kind of see it or kind of feel a vibe? You know what I'm saying? Being out there in the Texas area, like no like shows or showcases you ever and. Like before she got to where she was at, did you ever see like anything that would let you know that this this female's coming? You know, I didn't specifically during that time when I started to take rap seriously. Um, I didn't necessarily go to any showcases or things of that nature. But being on the internet, just like everyone mm-hmm. else, I remember one of my friends from high school at the time. He posted this video on Instagram or reposted it, and he was just like, oh, I just love her. And then I was like, who that? What's her name? And I think she was doing a freestyle, and she was in the pool. And that was the first video I saw of Meg. And I was like, okay, you know, she kind of should go hard. You know what I'm saying? And then the second video I saw of Meg was that Houston freestyle that she did. And I was like, oh, she, she kind of stand out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Besides the sex appeal, it's just her delivery in general. Like, she really stood out. Uh, that's when I was kind of like, oh, she, you know, she might be a problem. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, at that point, I was just like, okay. And then next thing I know, you know, I think the next time I heard Megan Stallion is when she released Big Old Freak. I know oh, she had a okay. whole yeah. lot more songs yeah. out before Yeah, that record, that record hit the clubs. I'm a... I'm a party promoter out here, so I, I I'm I be in the clubs, you know what I'm saying? I be hosting parties and concerts. So when that record when that record dropped, it was it was pandemonium, like you know what I mean? The the, the chicks was running to the dance floor and that like I never seen before. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she definitely opened it up. Um, as a female artist, how hard is it to um to get that respect in the game? Like we speak about the Megans and the super sensual females or whatever but i know that you are a straight spitter you know what i'm saying and you, you know what i'm saying don't have to go down that go down that lane do you ever feel pressured to, to just be like let me get nasty with it and throw on this and throw on that to kind of try to fit in to, to, to get the recognition or you know what i'm saying how do you keep grounded you know what i'm saying what you just doing you Absolutely, and that's a, that's a good question because, of course, there have been plenty of times where I felt it's like, okay, you know, nobody's paying attention. You know, I got to do this, I got to do that. You need a beat? Are you thinking about a beat? And he'll just go out and he'll give it to me. You know what I'm saying? So praise God for that. Now, that's good. But, that means he believe in, in, in what you got going on, and, and he didn't hurt some things that, like, he ready to back because that's the perfect combination. I, I tell all artists that. I mean, and I know it's just not as easy as it is is to say, but when you find that perfect producer as an artist, you can create magic because now that producer Mm -hmm. knows exactly your formula. He knows, like, he knows what gets you hype. He knows what, that's why you see so much producer combinations like your Metro Boomers, 21 Savages, your your Dramas, and your your Jeezys. That's, that works over the years because a lot of these art, a lot of these DJs build personal relationships with the artists to be able to know exactly what would have fit that artist. It's kind of hard to be in a studio with a producer that don't get the artist. You know what I mean? And, and a lot of times, a lot of times it be like that because a lot of times, especially open studios, just have artists running through and just they paying a buck just to get in there and record, but it, it's not that. Spending the time, I feel like all artists need to spend like a, a ample amount of time with a producer to kind of get the feel of that producer because that producer might play some shit, you know what I'm saying? Like when you're not around, that might be the hottest shit that could change your whole career. So unless you kind of really kick it with that producer and that producer um, feels comfortable with you to open up and start playing you some of the shit that he might not have played for you on a regular when he just thought you was just a customer or, you know what I mean, or a client coming through the studio, you feel me? Right, 
Absolutely. And, you know, it's really hard to create when it's awkward energy or it's like awkward tension in the room. Mm -hmm. And kind of like, I don't know you, you don't know me. And we're just kind of trying to figure out things as we go along. Um, but when you when you get to know somebody and you build a relationship with someone, you know, and of course, it definitely makes things easier to create. Because like you said, he may play something when you're not in the room. Yeah, it might be the hottest shit. And you might, and that might be, yeah, it might change your whole, that might have just been the record that you was, but I mean, y'all just didn't connect the dots to be able, to be able to get to that record. Somebody might have came in right after you, and he gave the the, the other artist that just came in the room, so now you just missed out on a perfect record, but he might have had a relationship, a stronger relationship with the other artist that came in, you feel me? So it's all, it's all those things that play effect. Oh uh, shit! When you think you're going back to normal and shit with this coronavirus and everything right now? Oh lord! Uh, <laughs> crazy. I, it, it how is, is crazy. it? How is it out there? They shutting shit down right now? Uh, you know, it's Texas. You know, we Texas is always red, so of course <laughs> they ain't gonna shut things down here. They gonna follow shit. um their their orange leader. Fucking so, yo, this guy. We got yo. I don't even, I've been talking about this guy like the whole summer and shit on my podcast. Whole time I had a podcast, every day I talked about this guy just to get to the election and think, and we win the election and this motherfucker is still here. This shit, I, I just don't get it. Like, like, yeah, all this shit, shit got there gets me heated because it's like, and, and, and if it was anybody else, they would have been, got them out, you know what I'm saying? It would have been no discussion. Now I mean, when January hit, it would have been, but now it's like we still, no matter, we went out there, we did our thing, we voted, know what I mean, the people spoke up on who they want as the leader of the, of the free world, and we still dealing with this shit, know what I mean, so this shit is ridiculous. And you know what's so scary? The scary thing is, that the real part here is, is that too many people still voted for this vo- Oh man, yeah, you touched upon it right there. So that just shows how divided this country is. Like certain mm-hmm. things, that's why all the Karens and shit is popping out because now they feel comfortable popping out. Think about for all these years you've been, been around, you've never seen so many situations like like that you got the Karens walking up to your property. Like, yo, how long you been like? Like they would have never asked you those questions five years ago. You know what I mean? Like when the, when when Obama was president, you never had nobody asking you type shit like that. Know what I mean? But now it's uh-huh. like these these people feel like they got a battery in their back, and they feel like you know what I mean they could do whatever. You need a beat? Are you thinking about a beat? And he'll just go out and he'll give it to me. You know what I'm saying? So praise God for that. Now that's but- good. That means he believe in and and what you got going on, and and he didn't hurt some things that. Like, he ready to back, because that's the perfect combination. I, I tell all artists that, I mean, and I know it's just not as easy as it, it, is, it is to say, but when you find that per- perfect producer as an artist, you can create magic, because now that producer mm-hmm. knows exactly your formula. He knows, like, he knows what gets you hype. He knows what, that's why you see so much producer combinations, like, your Metro Boomers, Twenty One Savages, your your dramas and your and your Jeezys. That's that works over the years because a lot of these art, a lot of these DJs build personal relationships with the artists to be able to know exactly what what would fit that artist. It's kind of hard to be in a studio with a producer that don't get the artist. You know what I mean? And, and a lot of times, a lot of times it be like that because a lot of times. Especially open studios just have artists running through and just they paying a buck just to get in there and record, but it, it's not that spending the time. I feel like all artists need to spend like a, a ample amount of time with a producer to kind of get the feel of that producer because that producer might play some shit, you know what I'm saying? Like when you're not around, that might be the hottest shit that could change your whole career. So unless you kind of really kick it with that producer, and that producer um, feels comfortable with you to open up and start playing you some of the shit that he might not have played for you on a regular when he just thought you was just a customer or, you know what I mean, or a client coming through the studio, you feel me? Right, 
Absolutely. And, you know, it's really hard to create when it's awkward energy or it's like awkward tension in the room. Mm -hmm. Kind of like, I don't know you, you don't know me. And we're just kind of trying to figure out things as we go along. Um, but when you when you get to know somebody and you build a relationship with someone, you know, and of course it definitely makes things easier to create. Because like you said, he may play something when you're not in the room. Yeah, it might be the hottest shit. Yeah, exactly. And you might, and that might be, yeah, it might change your whole, that might have just been the record that you was, but you know what I mean, yeah, just didn't connect the dots to be able, to be able to get to that record. Somebody might have came in right after you, and he gave the, the, the other artist that just came in the room, so now you just missed out on a perfect record, but he might have had a relationship, a stronger relationship with the other artist that came in, you feel me? So it's right. all, it's all those things that play effect. Um, shit, when you think you're going back to normal and shit with this coronavirus and everything right now? Oh, Lord. Uh, <laughs> crazy. I, it, it how is, is crazy. it How is it out there? They shutting shit down right now? Uh, you know, it's Texas. You know, we Texas is always red. So, of course, uh, they ain't going to shut things down here. They're going to follow um, their, their orange leader. Fucking, so, yo, this guy, we got, yo. I don't even, I've been talking about this guy like the whole summer and shit on my podcast. Whole time I had a podcast, every day I talked about this guy just to get to the election and think, and we win the election and this motherfucker is still here. This shit, I, I just don't get it. Like, like, yeah, <laughs> this shit, shit got there gets me heated because it's like, and, and, and if it was anybody else, they would have been, got him out, you know what I'm saying? It would have been no discussion. Now, I mean, when January hit, it would have been, but now it's like we still, no matter, we went out there, we did our thing, we voted, know what I mean, like the people spoke up on who they want as the leader of the, of the free world, and we still dealing with this shit, know what I mean? So this shit is ridiculous. And you know what's so scary? The scary thing is that the real part here is, is that too many people still voted for this vo- man. Oh, man, yeah, you touch it upon it right there. So that just shows how divided this country is. Like certain mm-hmm. things, that's why all the Karens and shit is popping out because now they feel comfortable popping out. Think about oh, yeah. for all these years you've been, been around, you've never seen so many situations like like that you got the Karens walking up to your property. Like, yo, how long you been like? Like they would have never asked you those questions five years ago. You know what I mean? Like when the, when when Obama was president, you never had nobody asking you type shit like that. Know what I mean? But now it's uh-huh. like these these people feel like they got a battery in their back, and they feel like you know what I mean they could do whatever. Comfortable to do it out in the open. Yeah, that's what I'm about to say. Because before they was they might have was doing it, but you never heard about, it. you never seen it, and then then our cameras kind of help expose it a lot more right. than usual, but. It just didn't even feel like that back in the day. It never felt like that in the 80s and 90s. I got, like, a whole bunch of white people that I'm cool with, you know what I'm saying? And just on just on a regular going to the store or just being wherever. I travel and everything, but I never felt that type of tension from from anybody other than my race, you know what I mean? Never felt. But now it's felt like it's it's. It's 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 graduate like you no know I'm saying it's 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 cool he gives the he gives the thumbs up to all his people who follow him and now they ready for whatever like they ready for the smoke like it's crazy. Oh yeah, they they are, and that's the really scary part. You know, uh, my parents talk about all the time about Charles Manson and how he had this idea about a race war. Oh yeah, yeah, that's just real shit. This is some real cult classic shit right here. Like, mm-hmm. cause his yeah. people follow him. Even like when they was counting the the um the ballots in in Philly, they were standing outside the window with their heads. It was looking real, real demonic and real crazy. Like they was possessed. Now I mean, over this yeah. guy, and, and, it's, and it's sad. You know, I say every day Charles Manson uh, begins to look less and less crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, because it, it's just it's, I feel like we're at a boiling point. 
um, or we're coming to a head with a lot of things. And I don't know when, you know, it's going to pop. I don't want to really yeah. manifest that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But still, at the same time, it's, it's just, it's a lot going on in addition to the racism and things that we're It's more eye-opener right now. And, and I would rather for it to be like more of an eye-opener than, because then think about it, for all these years, we were sitting around with people in the shadows hating on us. And, and, yeah. and but now like is like I would rather for somebody to hate on me in my face than to hate on me for the shadows. Cause that's more dangerous because you don't know what direction a person going. If, if if you run into a straight racist, then you know I gotta watch my back around that guy. He I know what he's about. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. if, if 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 you never knew that person and it could be your next door neighbor, but if you never that person never exposes that they are racist. Then for all these years, that person smiling in your face and talking about about you and wishing like harm harm upon you. You know what I mean? You never knew. Right. <laughs> so right. it's crazy. No, so I agree. so now, you know what I'm saying? I'm not mad at the least. You know what I'm saying? They putting forward so I know how to handle it. Otherwise, but if somebody's a racist and live next door to you or live on the side of you and you don't know, that's a that's a, even a worse type of situation. Uh-huh. And and it's scary. It it really is. And you literally took the words right out of my mouth. Like you said, I'd be more happy or yeah. not happy per se, but glad that I can. You can yeah you see how you see that person hiding out in the shadows exactly. We still have a lot of people who are out of the shadows right now. Yeah. Like all the people that voted for Trump. Yeah, they in the shadows. They? Yeah, you don't know. You don't you don't know who that is. That could be your doctor, that could be your your police officer, that could be anybody, you know what I mean? And 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 and, and, and clearly they sh- share different views than you do. Right. Absolutely. Who, who are your yeah. top who are your top five? Female MCs, like I need, I need to hear the top five because you a female spitting. You got records and that slow down shit feels so eighties and nineties hip hop to me. So who is your top five female MCs? Well, Lauren Hill, L Boogie, All right. Lauren Hill. Let's go. Um, let's see who else. Nikki. I let's just go. think her pen game is cold. Let's I go. Just do. Um. I, I can agree with that. Nikki is definitely a spitter. Yeah, she she definitely is. Um, Foxy, just because of her delivery. Okay. I love Foxy because of her delivery. And let's, let's see someone else. Ooh, I should have came from. You better, you, better, you better not miss out on this. It's, it's one that I want to hear you say. If you don't say it, I'm going to be so pissed. Oh, God. Uh, and I ain't oh. even going to give you a hint, but know what I mean? No, nah, I'm not gonna give you a hint. I mean, you should know. Top five MCs. See, like I love MC Light. All right. Let's see who else. Lauren Hill. We got, got one Nikki. more. And one more. I'm gonna give you two more. Okay, gonna give me two more. Okay. Damn. Shout out to Kim. I'm gonna list Kim because even though she had a sex appeal, she was spitting. Oh yeah, Kim was a spitter. Okay, so I right, yeah. Now you she definitely gotta pick. Kim, definitely gotta put Kim in that category. Spitter. Um, let's see who. I'm talking about a spitter though. I'm surprised you didn't say her name, yo. A spitter? What? I'm curious to know who this is. Like I really am. Um, you give up. I let Mia act. Uh huh. And then you said one more because you said two more. Who else? Who else? But I really listen, listen to. Damn, you didn't miss the couple. You didn't miss the couple. You give up? I don't. Yo, Evie, Eve, and Rod Digger. God oh, damn. damn. You ain't man. say Rod Digger, Digger? First name Rashida? Come on. Yo, Digger is a beast. Like, when it came to. Is. Is. Like, I would always put Digger in the top female as far as, like, 
like 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 M- MCs. You know what I mean? Because it's rappers and then it's MCs. D- right. D- Digger is definitely Rod Digger is definitely a female MC that that can't that yeah. Like I would put I, like like a uh, uh, Lauren Hill and a Digger, and then I would say also a Eve. Cause I've seen Eve get busy for Eve to be able to hold it down with a whole clique of niggas. That uh-huh. whole Rough Rider crew, you already know she got to be able to hold her own. And then, you know what I'm saying? Of the Fox, uh, I would say Fox. See, and I would definitely say Kim. And then I would also honorable mention. I would probably put um, Remy Ma in it too. Oh yes! What the hell did I say, Remy? Um. <laughs> That's what I was like. You left a lot of them joints out. I think I didn't say Rod Digger is because there was this time period in my life I was like 10 years old where no I'm sorry I was in middle school I discovered like 90s artists and I uh, apparently discovered Jodeci at one point yeah you made me feel old as shit hold on you discovered 90s artists at, hold on now right. you got me doing the fucking math All right, right. <laughs> was I, 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 I was around well, in middle school, I, it was the nineties. Oh yeah, so that's why I'm like that shit sounded weird to me. In, in middle school, I, it was in the nineties, so that shit was all new. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, but yeah, I I joke around and say discovered. It's so funny because like yeah, yeah you yeah, said yeah, I discovered so rappers. And, so in, in in middle school, what year was you in middle school? In middle school, I was like. Well, I was like twelve, and I think that was like oh eight, oh nine. Damn, two thousand and eight. Uh huh. Jeez. Yeah, in middle, I, 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 I was in middle school ninety four through ninety eight. So I was in middle school when all the hot shit came out. I'm in middle school when Biggie album dropped. I'm in oh, middle. Imagine being in middle school when Tupac album dropped, Biggie album dropped, Mob Deep. Drop, know what I mean? Like all shit, all of them. Like you know what I mean? so, that was the best time right there, being being in middle school and high school when all them shits was dropping. Wow, I could only imagine too. You know, that's a lot of people consider that to be the golden era. Yeah, it time, is. So. Yeah, the beat, and then it's like the experience that you see just being there when it was going on. It's different to go back and listen to something, but just to be in the mix. You know what I mean? And hear yeah. why, why it's going on and you actually living and going to school and you hearing it out of cars and as everybody else gets to know who Biggie is, you getting to know who Biggie is at the same time and everybody. But now it's like these are legends and they already did their thing. They did and gone. You know what I mean? But they still in our memories. But just to be around at, at, while that was going on is just, just, just a blessing. I could only imagine. I could only, only imagine. Just a bl- yeah, I graduated in I graduated college in two thousand and four. Yeah, I went to Norfolk State Black College. Big up all HBCUs. Yes, HBCUs. I'm an HBCU grad. Woo-woo. What school you graduated from? I graduated from Prairie View, Texas, and that was last year in December twenty nineteen. Congrats! Congrats! Thank you. What? Thank you. What artist would you collab with if you had a chance to collab fully paid? If an artist, if if an art, if they was like labels, all the labels, like a bidding war, and they just contacted you and was like, you can have any artist that you want. You know what I mean, fully paid. They gonna they gonna tap in with you and they gonna they gonna record a few records. They gonna they gonna rock with you. you know what I mean, who would you who would you go with? Can I have two people? Because there's two people I really want to work with. All right. I'll let you get to it. Okay, babe. Okay, so Tiana Taylor. Dope. Dope. Very dope right there. I love her. Love Tiana. Um, And Nicki Minaj. Just because she's inspired me a lot um, from her work ethics. That's smart. Because you did something that was very smart. You picked the R&B artist that you could definitely make some, some ill collab with as far as like because she could jump on features and, and do the R&B thing and then Nikki could go toe and toe with you on, on some spitting. You know what I mean? Yes. 
Yeah, no, for real, absolutely. That's exactly Yo, what I'm, I'm, I'm bugging too, and we both bugging. Yo, we ain't even give Rhapsody no 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 love in that category either. Oh hell yeah, we bugging. Oh man, I just thought about that shit. She didn't win uh, best lyricist for this year and everything. So. Right, like should have should have had that award, uh, but neither here nor there. Yeah, she can't wrap her ass off. I don't know why. But it's a good thing. The best thing about it, like artists like Rhapsody that's getting recognized by those big platforms, opens up the doors for artists like you. Know what I mean? Because yeah. before, you know what I'm saying? Before Rhapsody kind of came on the scene, it was real quiet with like the 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 spitters. You know what I mean? Rhapsody. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Let you know straight up, she a spitter, she a MC, and and she don't she don't go past the line and go into those other those other those other sections that a lot of females touch upon. But she right. stays right in her lane. So by her doing that, is is being recognized by people all over the world. Like, oh, she a spitter. She, you know what I mean? So now it's bringing back rhyming. So for a female, she, I think she's opening the doors for all the, the young up-and-coming female artists that that's that's trying to go directly that lane they might not want to go in a, in a sexy lane they might want they might want to just go in it straight I want to tear 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 MC head off type artists or whatever and now they and they also got that um what's that queen the queen of the uh, ring I supposed to have been hollering at Babs for making a band she she she's running that thing the queen of the rings and uh, with all the new MC artists, that's that's um, freestyle uh, artists, just like the, um, just like the, um, what's the shit with the um, artists? The fuck, I can't think of it. But like the freestyle shit, where all the artists be doing in the ring or whatever. So, like it's so many, it's so many different versions of that. But yeah, but they got the female ones now. All the females are going against each other. I've seen a few different matches and. They on fire and that shit. Like I'm like, oh man. You know what's so funny? You know what's so funny? Uh, while we talking about like my inspirations and things like that, mm-hmm. there used to be a time period when I was in high school. I would come home because I was writing poetry at this time, mm-hmm. and I would come home and I would go on my laptop and I would YouTube Queen of the Ring, and I would sit and in my living room and mm-hmm. I would watch Queen of the Ring battles. Mm-hmm. And, and one after the other. Yeah, that, I just started watching that shit, and now Babs is like the the host and the promoter of this shit. You know what I mean, for making the band, so right. yeah, like she's on that shit. They she they had Lady Luck up there, some other people up there going going uh-huh. fire. But yeah, but that just opens up the door because a lot of people don't, you really don't get to see them, and they don't get the recognition. But right. but but they're there, like you know what I'm saying. So now that's a beautiful thing that you know that it's artists out there that that's that that love to go to freestyle against other females, and they talking real shit. Mhm. Yeah, they do not. Mm. I forget who else, but yeah, they do not play. Like you gotta come in there either prepared to get your feelings hurt. Yeah, they go, they go, and they talking about everything. Baby, daddy, I ripped their head off. I got the semi. You know what I mean? Period blood, they talking crazy shit. I'm like, oh, these girls. I mean, but it 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 is dope to see that 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 because we we watch uh male artists freestyle all day long, but it's different to see the mind frame of just how a female could come up with quick shit. Now, I mean, because that's that that's an art to be able to come up with shit off the head and and destroy your opponent and talk about these shoes and talk about you know what I mean the shape all that shit you know what I'm saying right off there off the gold piece so everybody can't do that so the ones that can do that and do it good I salute y'all nah for real cause look I'm gonna tell you something being an artist uh, I am sensitive so that is not my ministry but I will sit there and watch <laughs> you, can't be, you can't be sensitive as an artist what do you mean Cause yeah. what if you in a you situation you go oh, not not in the hip hop world because you gonna always be in in a situation that tests your sensitivity. You know what I mean? So yeah. you'll never know when it's gonna always be a situation that might test your sensitivity. So you gotta like and this shit learning even as a rep for labels. I'm talking about people don't see the backstory, but me being on conference calls with Def Jam. 
and Atlantic Records, man, that shit taught me to, in this industry, man, you guys to have the toughest of the skin ever. Like, his motherfuckers will get on a conference call and cuss you out in front of, and this is way before the Zoom or any of this shit. This is a conference call and all the, and, and the dial up and everybody from, the different markets that do the promotion for Def Jam Atlantic on it. So if you ain't on your shit and you ain't getting a record spin or a certain amount of spins in your market, yo, these motherfuckers coming up there cussing you slam the fuck out. Like, you ain't, you know what I mean? So you got to take that shit with a whole 45, 50 states on the phone with you, you feel me? So you like, oh, shit. So, but that shit is how it should be, even if you in the, actual physical office or whatever certain these executives yo they not coming to you at night nice or if you are all upcoming artists they might be nice to you while you selling but let you not be selling you walk into that office or that major label they might goddamn then change your motherfucking entry goddamn number or some shit you might be standing out in the lobby trying to get in know what i mean because you you ain't do what they expecting you to do when it comes to numbers so this no, shit is a cutthroat world, so this shit made me extra confidence and 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 and, and had the skin of a goddamn fucking alligator and shit. Nah, I, look, when it comes to when business and I'm in that type of environment and that type of setting, I'm like, okay, we gotta get it together, you know. Don't take shit personally, you know what I'm saying? But in the ring. With certain issues that you wouldn't talk about if you was in a corporate setting, that's mm-hmm. when it's just like, okay, nah, because if you say certain things to me or you in that space, it's but, like, okay. But that's the hip-hop world. Look at that. That's where we come from. That's where hip-hop was basically based upon. Coming up in the parks, coming up wherever. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Two artists and you're just getting that shit off. Prime example, Roxanne, Roxanne. You know what I mean? Her oh, coming yes. up. She used to destroy niggas in her whole projects, you know what I mean? Like, I was watching a, a story Nas was um, saying. Nas was like a, a, a youngin' when she was coming up. She helped out Nas and everything. But she used to be sunning and, and getting, like, racks off of niggas, like, three three grand off of battles. Like, they battling in the in Queensbridge for, like, four grand and three grand. And she tearing them up or whatever. So... It's like it becomes survival when you're really into that type of world. You ready to, you know what I'm saying, say everything. And then different people know not to take it. You can say shit. It's like playing a dozen or whatever. You just tune that shit out. And if somebody's saying some shit to, shit about you, you just got to be able to get at them and say the same shit to tear them down. You feel me? No, I, I feel you. I agree. I definitely do. I, I definitely do. I think there was one time where this girl, I think she talked about this woman's child. And I was yeah, just like, shit. Yeah, they go in. They go in. But that shit is like with anything or whatever. That, I mean, you can't let that shit. That's just like somebody in the schoolyard saying your mama fat or some shit. You know what I mean? You got to know what I'm saying? Be like, oh, yeah, mama. Like, you ain't their friend. They looking at you as food. They they trying to. They a lion. Like, they an animal, a lion, or a tiger in the, in the jungle. They not. They not. Nah, I ain't gonna eat him up today and shit. Nah, I mean, cause he look like he won't taste good and shit. Nah, I'm gonna eat you up, and if that shit don't taste good, oh well. Nah, I mean. Nah, I get you. I trust me. I seen that battle. They done talked about your mama, your lady part, yeah, your kids. Yeah, <laughs> but you gotta respect it, cause it's like, oh, like how clever is it to to actually come up with that type shit and be rhyming at the same time? That takes yeah. a, a whole skill to be able to come up with that shit off the top of the dome and make it sound and make it rhyme and make it and make the crowd goddamn laugh and, and go crazy. So it's like that's even harder than just joking somebody outside. Cause, Cause now you just saying something off your head. Uh you fat or you blah 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 blah. But to say it in a rhyme form or a freestyle form, that should take skill. That's an art. Yeah. What do you like doing, performing or recording more? Oh, that's a good question. Um, mm, I can't really say that I like one more than the other because when 
cre- being creative, I'm creative 24 mm-hmm. seven. If I'm not rapping, then I'm, I may be cooking or something. Mm-hmm. If I'm not cooking, then I may be, I don't know, doing something visual arts wise, like drawing or something. Mm-hmm. So I'm always, I feel like in a creative mode and I love doing that. But the energy that I get from the crowd when I perform, because I try to bring as much energy to mm-hmm. my set as possible. So the energy and the response that I get back from the crowd, I love it. And yeah, I love it that, that makes you, that, make, that even energizes you even more. I get that yeah. same thing when I'm hosting a party and I'm on a mic and I stop the music and I say, and I tell the crowd to do some shit, like put your hands in the air, some shit, and everybody in the crowd start putting their hands in the air. It's like, oh yeah, I got this party under control now. I mean, because they didn't have to do that shit, but they just did what I just said on the mic. I stopped the music and I sing some shit. Know what I mean? So now it's like, oh, yeah, now the crowd listening. So it's a type of high that you can't, you just can't get from anywhere. You know what I mean? You know the crowd is, is rocking with you. No, absolutely. I, you know, I absolutely agree because whenever I see the crowd, ain't keep in mind, like, it's your shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's your music. That's your lyrics that you put your all into. And for everybody else to rock with it, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's like confirmation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, it's like, well, damn, you know, maybe I might be on to something. So I, I can't get that feel. Like you said, you can't ever get that feeling from anything else. Mm-hmm. But creating, creating is what got me to that point. <laughs> so that's a good question, though. I haven't really thought about that. I don't really love uh, one more than the other. Mm. So both of them was like 50-50. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because I could be in the midst of writing and I write a, a line and be like, oh shit, that mm. was fire. You know what I'm saying? And so I get all happy and stuff and that makes me want to keep writing even more. So both bring me joy. What do you want your fans to know about you? Mm. What I want my fans to know about me is is that is that I'm not perfect, is that I'm human, um, but I also, I also try to live life to the fullest, mm-hmm. and I want my, <laughs> I want people that listen to me to know and feel empowered when they hear my songs. I haven't always felt empowered, I haven't always felt self-confident, and there are still times where I don't feel as confident as I should be. You know what I'm saying? But I try to be transparent and tell you, it's like, you know what? No, I don't feel good today. No, I don't feel 100% today. And I want to be transparent with people as possible. But it'd be like, oh, it is human. And it is okay to feel like that some days. Mm -hmm. I remember my father telling me, he was like, you know, it's okay if you fall down, but remember to get back up. Yeah, that's the only thing. You can't stay on the ground. People will walk on you if you don't get up. Right. Right. Absolutely. And I think when people, they hear my music, it's like, oh, you know, she got like this this uh, presence on the track or presence on the music and seems like I'm so confident and things like that. And it's like, you know what? There are some times where I'm not, but I talk my shit anyway. No, you got you know to. You know what I'm saying? You got so, to. The biggest thing in any situation is never let them see sweat. So even right. if, even in situations I tell artists this all the time, if you're on stage, you perform it, and you mess up, don't show the crowd that you messed up. Remix that shit, know what I mean? Fucking, mm-hmm. if you been, if you got them tripped in the motherfucking middle of the stage, start doing a break dance on the motherfucking floor. But don't just fall and flip and lay on the floor and start goddamn crying and holding your side and shit. Nah, the crowd don't know what the fuck is going on. You can really always play that off, you feel me? No, for real, cause don't nobody know you messed up until you go. Oh shit! Exactly. Damn. Know what I mean, like on the like on you ever seen the five heartbeats? Mm-hmm. You see when they was uh, you see when they were ripping off their clothes one, cause Doug was messing with the other dude's girl, and then mm-hmm. they wind up on the next show. They all had the the rip away um suits and shit. I mean, they put that in their show and started off. So all the people that seen it at another show. Thought they, you know what I'm saying, when they, when they heard about the other show, thought they was about to fight on the stage and wind up becoming part of the routine, you feel me? So mm-hmm. I, I, I love that. I love that movie, by the way. But this is about, it's just about mixing it up or whatever, you know what I mean? Give your social media and your booking information so everybody can get at you. 
over to my social media for my Instagram. It is SNT underscore SNT97. Once again, it's SNT underscore SNT97. Um, for my Twitter, it's at SNT Dallas. Um, I have both my emails on my Twitter and my Instagram. So, yeah, that's my social media. Dope. And give your booking so they can book you also at those um, platforms. Info, um, not gonna lie, I don't really have any booking info. So just um, DM, I guess the, um, they could just DM you on your Instagram, I guess, right? Yeah, they can DM me on my Instagram, and my email is on my, my Instagram as well for contact info. Give me your email right now. It's Sheila, that's S H E I L A T, that's T E A G U E, the number 19 at yahoo.com. Yeah, definitely get at her. She got heat, everybody. You know what I mean? I, I, I vouch for her. I'm saluting her. You know what I mean? Thank black so black queens on the rise. I, I got to you know, say salute on my show. I created this platform to give back to all the upcoming artists. And, you know what I mean? I definitely, you know what I'm saying, rock with Shayla Nicole. You know what I mean? She got some heat. And I, I, I thank you for taking out your time rocking with me on Promo Kings Radio Podcast. Nah, you be easy. You be safe out there, okay? Thank you. You do the same. No problem. I'm going to talk to you. Bye. Societal edges I